Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Building Bridges podcast with Alex and Grace. Our heart with this podcast is to build bridges in every aspect of our lives. That's right. From ministry to leadership to culture and to justice, we're going to talk about it all. Maybe this is your first time or your hundredth time joining us. We hope that this encourages you. If it does, why don't you go over and hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating. Guys, what's up? It's Alex here. Hey, you're on the very first episode of Building Bridges podcast. Man, we're so excited about this. and It has been uh, kind of in the works for a little bit. And me and Grace finally decided, hey, now's the time to go ahead and start. So, man, thank you for everyone who has subscribed, who has left us a rating. Man, thank you for even listening. Man, it is, it is such an honor or privilege to do this. But you know, today on the very first episode, uh, I couldn't think of a better guest to join us than Pastor Luke Lazan. And he's a great pastor, great leader, and a great author. And today we're talking about his new book called Your Mess Matters. That's right. And we're talking about how his book, he describes how our mess matters, especially in the context of our world today. So let's not waste any time. I hope that this encourages you and we're going to jump right on in. Well, man, thank you so much for joining me. You know, uh, yeah. I, I've read your book and your book has been phenomenal. It's been a help to me, even in my personal life, my awesome. pastoral life, because I believe that this needs to be a book that everybody should read because we go through messes all throughout our life. Uh, yeah. But really quick, I want to start off a question, a little fun question for you. Since we're in quarantine, who was one celebrity that you would want to be in quarantine with? One celebrity that I'd want to be in quarantine with? Well, full disclosure, I mean, RIP, but uh, Kobe Bryant is like someone that I love. Uh, Bro, just, are you kidding? Yeah, I mean, so if I if if I could like have my pick of anybody, I'm a big Kobe fan. Uh, just watching his game uh, yeah. throughout his, like, his mindset, uh, I just really... I really appreciated it. But, um, you know, if there's somebody that I could um, sit down with, I always have really appreciated Justin Timberlake's ability to mm. be like multi-talented and like excellent across the board in so many different areas. So I'd love to pick his brain. 100%. Uh, there's a lot of guys that I would probably, I would probably be able to uh, pick and, and talk to you about, but that's just one off the top. Okay. Like, I really enjoy him. So. Okay. Yeah, see yeah. the Kobe thing. I've been a huge Kobe fan since he got into the league. I actually watched yeah. him play in Detroit in his final year. Wow! And I'm not going to admit if I cried or not. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, dude, you should. If my wife were on this, she would tell you. I mean, weeping. I mean, weeping. I was, I was set to go up and preach uh, the day it happened. It happened on a Sunday. Yeah. Um. And, and it was at night that I was going to preach. And I was like, mm. I, I, anyway, so it wasn't until the next morning I got to really like contemplate it, but just yeah. horrible. 2020 yeah. is horrific. Oh my gosh. Like I seen a meme that said, who would have thought that Tiger King has been the most normal part of 2020? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, so true. You, you got a point, you got a point. But anyway, so true. Speaking of 2020, it has been a pure mess. And uh, let's let's dive into your book, Your Mess Matters. 
so I know a little bit about your story, man. I watched your CBN interview. You know, I watched that when it cool. aired. I watched, I mean, I've watched you preach and all these different things. But for those who don't know your story, what is the inspiration behind your book, Your Mess Matters? Yeah, man. So uh, there are a lot of inspirational uh, things that went into the book. I think the biggest thing, obviously, is that in my first year, it was a it's, it was a year of a lot of firsts. I got married, planted a church uh, with another couple, Matt and Angela Slaughter, and my wife and I, incredible people. Uh, and and in the midst of that, I ended up getting sick with uh, something that we weren't able to figure out for six months until ultimately we did. Praise God. Wow. Um, but, uh, in the middle of that, I was obviously preaching at the church that we had planted and I was, I lost like 50 pounds at, at my worst point. And, um, I remember, uh, my pastor, Matt, he came to me and was like, look, I know you are like dying, but, um, I cannot preach for the next 900 weeks straight. Is there any way you could do like a three week series? And, uh. And, and I, I felt like a challenge there mm. for sure. Um, and I was like, yeah, I think, I think I can, I really, I hadn't even tried my hand at writing uh, okay. anything new during that time. And I ended up writing a uh, sermon series that we preached called by dirt and blood okay. at the church. And it did really like I, people were emailing us and writing me about it. It, it did really just resonated with people really well. Yeah. And in the midst of that, I just, uh, I just kept writing. I just mm-hmm. kept writing it uh, because I was like, there's stuff here that I want to continue to dig into. And so yeah. really that sermon series in the middle of some difficulty and, and a lot of uncertainty uh, kickstarted our ability uh, to, to really move into what this book eventually became. Mm. That's awesome, man. I love your transparency yeah, throughout your book, man. It's, it hit home for me because in 2015, um, I was on a missions trip in my junior year of college and I went to California to do a missions trip. Like I said, I was from Virginia and my mom mm-hmm. passed away suddenly. Now she was my single mom and I'm the only child. So when I was no there, way. man, it, it wrecked me. And it was in a moment after that where I was so angry at God. How can mm-hmm. I be in a school of leadership? How can I be serving? How can I be doing this? And yet the closest thing to me ends up leaving. Like, God, how could you do that? And I know you said you faced a little bit of anger in those moments and contemplating with God and just frustrations and dealing with that. For you going through that process, how did you deal with the anger and the frustration with God? How did you work through that? What are some tips that you may have for people that are currently in a mess and they're frustrated at God? Yeah. I think the hardest thing I'd say, particularly for um, for younger Christians, uh, is that we really struggle to uh, we really struggle with this question. We kind of frame it in a way where it's like, "Hey, I'm really angry, um, and I think I'm angry at God, even." But like, how do I go about this in a way to where maybe I won't express that anger to God or even towards mm-hmm. God? And my thing is, uh, in in a circumstance like that, I don't think we're asking the right question. It's I think it's more mm-hmm. how do I bring this to God? Because you ultimately need to bring it to God anyway. He's yeah. he's aware of the circumstances yeah. and the situation and what's going on within you. Uh, and so my thing in that moment was I need to instead of because that was my first reaction too, instead of going how do I work around this in a way that I feel like will make sh- ensure that I'm still a good Christian and will not make people think less of me? 
Uh, how do I really go to God honestly here without being uh, irreverent uh, and, and also just being honest? In the same way that I would approach any uh, like father figure in my life, my own father. Yeah. I don't. I would go to him with honesty, but there's no way. Uh, that I would go to him and and dishonor him. Uh, so I just got to this point where I was like, here's the deal. I got, I'm going to come to you and be honest about yeah. my anger. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be honest that I'm frustrated with you. Uh, we, we preach about this big God, like he can't handle our emotions. Mm, that's uh, so good. And so my thing is God can handle your emotions and oftentimes yeah. they're misplaced uh, and, and we allow them to flare up in ways that are extraordinarily difficult, um, for ourselves to deal with, not for God to deal with. And so in the book, uh, I listed out some, some ABCs, uh, that I kind of yeah. had there, I think in the last chapter where I was like, look, I, I, I do ABC. I approach God. Honestly, I bank on God to the degree that I realize he is God. Uh, that he is the he is the father that he says he is, and then I choose to see God's glory because if Romans eight twenty eight is true and we believe that it is, then even in the midst of this horrific difficulty, uh, yeah. God's going to be able to do something in this crisis that maybe I wouldn't have otherwise been able to contemplate, understand, uh, or move through in the future in a better way. And so I really try to stick by those ABCs in my own life. And I'm not saying they're a cakewalk, uh, but I do think they're helpful. Mm. Dude, that's so good. That's so good. You know, uh, the chapter of the gift of pain, you mentioned a quote Mm -hmm. in that chapter, which by far, probably one of my top chapters that you wrote. Um, And and there's a quote. That's good. I was curious. Yeah, Yeah. read it. I am curious. Yeah. Um, So the quote is um, that the messiness of our lives is either the offspring of pain or the catalysts of pain. So really yeah. quick, can you dive into that talking about the offspring of pain, the catalyst of pain, all of that and w- what that entails? Yeah, I think a lot of times there are things that have been birthed in our life uh, that are very difficult for us to address, right? And so when I say, hey, this is the offspring of pain, I'm like, there's something in your life uh, that probably was birthed in a lot of difficulty. Uh, for you somewhere, for you, obviously, that situation with your mom is, of course, there's a lot of anger there, right? Yeah. Um, that, that could easily uh, be a situation there. Or And the catalyst of, of pain is just, it's just the other side, right? It's just mm-hmm. instead of something being birthed uh, out of difficulty and circumstance, it could ultimately be a good thing or be something that uh, we encountered at some point in our life. And, and it birthed a lot of difficulty for us. We can find ourselves at a point where we realize that, hey, this pain is actually the catalyst that's driving me to do the things that I do uh, that are negative towards uh, my relationship with God, my relationship with people, uh, and ultimately my relationship even with myself. Uh, And so I really just wanted people to realize that uh, the the gift of pain, and that probably is one of my favorite chapters that I wrote, honestly, um, is that, that, that it is a gift in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, I'm even reading a book on shame right now by Kurt Thompson. And it's so good talking about how even shame, uh, when used properly is a gift that there are wow. negative emotions, uh, that have negative connotations towards them that when used correctly can ultimately be helpful. Uh, mm-hmm. and in that chapter, I talk about it, it really, it's more about whose hands 
that pain is in than anything else. Uh, if, so good. if if I give a knife to a serial killer, I'm a little concerned. But if a knife is in the hands of a doctor, I got no problems. Come on. Uh, so that's that's the thing. It's like, do you believe uh, that God is who he says he is? And are you willing to give your pain over to him and allow him to do something with that? Because that's, of course, difficult. Uh, yeah. But I think it's ultimately, uh, we see a lot of beauty come out of that. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Man, yeah. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. That's so awesome. Hey, I yeah. want to ask you one last question. I won't keep you long. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. What is, you know, because we talked about earlier, 2020 has kind of been messy, really, for everybody. I mean, yeah. we didn't see this coming. I, I, I talked to a pastor friend of mine. He was like, this was supposed to be the year of vision. I just didn't think it would be mm-hmm. for right now. And, you know, right. it's like, okay, with the messiness of 2020, with everything going mm-hmm. around, yeah. what what's one piece of advice you would give to people, man, that their mess matters, what they walk through in this season they can use for the next couple of seasons or what's, what's one piece of advice you would give them to make it through the rest of 2020. Yeah. I think right now we're seeing particularly with uh, what's going on with George Floyd um, and black lives matter and all the stuff that we're seeing right now. uh, And just the atrocities uh, that are happening. uh, I said something yesterday that, I posed as a question to other people, but it's more uh, a question that I've kind of posed to myself uh, as well. And I'm just like, because we can't do a lot. uh, And I think that even uh, I would say a lot of people in church, I think for me, I can say it maybe for you as well. um, I've just realized that a lot of my idea of uh, doing things well uh, in life is actually doing things for God instead of uh, like loving God's people. Uh, I'm trying to actually just invest more of myself into my work. And I kind of end up loving the work that I'm doing more than the God that I do the work for and the people that I'm hoping that work impacts. And so Mm. I think I really hope that people realize that the messes that other people are facing in in those, it's so easy to look and be like, why are they doing that? Why are they acting that way? I'm trying to be more compassionate towards the person than I am critical of their pain. Wow. Uh, Because I think. There, there's an order that's important. I do think that we live in an extremely, um, the nice way to say it, I guess, is softer generation right now. And yeah. I so badly believe that truth is insanely necessary uh, for the next generation to thrive. Yeah. However, I recognize that there's an order that's important. And we have to first approach people with love and compassion before we can then really get into the messiness of their life and their pain and help them deal with it uh, and really come with that posture. And so for me, I'm trying to be more compassionate towards people than I am critical of their pain. Cause it's so easy to see what someone's going through good or bad and be like, that's yeah. great. This is good. This is amazing. And, um, and you know, uh, just really not recognize like, man, I need to sit in this with you. I even think about like your, your mom and stuff, man. And just like, yeah. God bless you. Uh, all that stuff. I mean, I, I'm so close to my parents, uh, be extremely difficult. And it'd be easy to be like, man, this guy is like going into ministry. Like, why isn't he handling this better? Like what's yeah. going on? It's like, but I don't, I don't know your full story. I don't know how close you were, not close, what that impact looks like. So I'd want to come alongside you and be compassionate, love you, let you know I'm here for you and want, want to cry with you, you know, yeah. before I was like, let's address some of this and, and get into the weeds. So mm. 
that's really for me uh, more than anybody yeah. else, but I hope it is helpful for other people as well. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good, man. Thank you so much for sharing with us tonight. And really quick, if we could, if you could just pray for the people that are watching for the rest of 2020, mm -hmm. just for, man, just for the uncertainty of our nation right now, just kind of yeah. pray over that. And uh, really quick before we pray, I think Noah Herring just commented something about your traps are so massive. My goodness. I saw I saw <laughs> Noah in here. I, uh, I'm just trying not to laugh. Noah's over here saying stuff. You got to be careful around him, man. We were Lindsay and I were just with him and his wife the other day, and uh, the yeah. jokes will get out of hand. The jokes yeah. will get out of hand. So I love it. I uh, love it. If you haven't, if you haven't had him on, he's a great guy. You need him on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Already. Absolutely. Yeah, I need to reach out to him, but I will definitely, so. definitely. No, well, I'd love to pray for us, man, and uh, just appreciate all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, God, I just uh, I thank you for um, just the craziness of technology um, that we're able to do this, that uh, despite all the difficulty that uh, we feel like is kind of dividing us and keeping us from being able to meet not only uh, in person, but even just those those prejudices and things that we have within us that um, divide us without us even really recognizing and knowing them. And God, I feel like we've kind of seen all of those things rear their ugly head in uh, not, not necessarily for the first time, but in a, in a really significant way this year, where I feel like 2020 was supposed to be a year of great vision for what we wanted to do. I think what God wanted is for 2020 to be a year of vision for us, Lord, to be able to address some difficult things that we're seeing right now that we haven't addressed yet. And so Lord, just as our nation moves forward, uh, Lord, I just pray for the family of George Floyd. Uh, I pray for your peace and love and comfort over them. I pray, Lord, for um, just just justice to be served. I pray for compassion uh, amongst your people, not only towards uh, each other, but just towards everybody in general, Lord, that we would be the lights that you've called us to be, the salt of the earth. And so, Lord, um, I know that many people that are listening right now and that will listen in the future probably have messes they're dealing with in their own life. And I pray that you would just come alongside them in a way uh, that your your supernatural peace and comfort would just overshadow uh, any of the difficult things that they may feel like they'll never get through, God, that they would realize that you go before them, that you are with them, that you're behind them, and that no matter what they're facing, God, nothing is greater than the cross, God, that you conquered everything on the cross, that it doesn't mean that you can't empathize with our pain. It actually means that you can empathize even more deeply with our pain. And so, Lord, I pray that we would just be confident individuals to go to you as the Father we know that you are and to be able to say, this is how we're feeling. This is what we're confused about, uncertain about. Lord, that we'd be able to feel that safety in your love and in your care, because Lord, we can. And so God, just use these little moments that we have, use the ministry of, of Alex and his church and, and all the people that are associated with it to just uh, continue to reach people for your glory, God. That's why we're here. Lord, we love you. We praise you and we thank you. We ask these things in your name. Amen. 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 Pastor amen, Luke, amen. thank you so much for joining us tonight. Such a powerful, powerful session. Hey, really quick before I let you go, where can people find yes. you? Where can they find Your Mess Matters, your new book, all the things? Yeah, if you want to find me, benefits of a weird last name is that it's just at Luke Lazan on everything. Uh, and go to Amazon because I don't think you can go to Barnes & Noble right now. So if you want to get the book, go to Amazon. Just search Your Mess Matters or Luke Lazan and it'll pop right up. Come on. So good. 
Hey, thank you so much for joining tonight. Tell Lindsay, thanks for letting us steal you for a little bit. Yes, and, uh, of course. Of tell course. Knox we said what's up as well. I will. Hey, I want to follow up on the Bulldog. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Uh, hit me up after. For sure. Yes, sir. For sure. Yes, thanks, sir. man. Appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon. Man, what an interview, man. That was so, so, so good, man. Shout out to Pastor Luke for joining us this week for the Building Bridges podcast. Hey, listen, he mentioned all throughout the podcast about his book, Your Mess Matters. And let me tell you, you're going to want to pick up a copy of that book. And here's how you can do that. You can go to Amazon and pick it up there, or you can go to his website at lukelazon.com and pick it up there. Hey, make sure to connect with him on social media as well. He is doing so many amazing things. He's a great leader, great pastor. Make sure to follow him and everything that he's doing. Now with that, thank you guys so much for joining the Building Bridges podcast today. I hope that it encouraged you uh, to keep going, to keep building bridges, because we believe that whatever we sow into today makes for a better tomorrow. If you like today's podcast, leave a rating, man, hit the subscribe button, share it on your social media, and we will see you next time.